Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Episode two of Adapting to Change. I am your co-host, Alex McMahon, and I'm joined once again by Nick and Alan. Gents, how are we doing? Good, thanks. You? Yeah, good. Nick? Can't complain. Good, good. And for those eagle-eyed people who have looked at the title of this episode, you will see that our free has become four today. And we have our very first guest on the podcast, Paul Howard. How are you, mate? Fantastic, yeah. Cheers, Alex. Thanks for the invite. No worries, mate. It's great to be here with you all. Thanks for coming down and, and, and chatting with us. We'll get to know you a little bit more and about what you do uh, with Adept, because you are, of course, an Adept colleague. Before we get into that, we just want to kind of loosen you up a little bit and just get to know you a little bit uh, so that we and, and, our, and the listening millions know a little bit more about <laughs> who Paul is. <laughs> So we've got lo- some... loosen, loosen me up. Well, yeah. First of all, we need to uh, we need to change the lighting in this room. Blue. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, we're... Can, can you pass them colour remotes over there, Nick? I can't have this. I can't have this going on. What's going on here? Blue. We're audio only, and um, we, there's some blue mood lighting, and, and at the moment, Paul's messing about with the re- uh, with the remotes, just trying to change. Trying to, this, this all needs to be red. Change the lighting. Well, we've, so we've, we've changed. Th- the, we've we've managed to change the one behind Nick, but that's it. There we go. Sorry, disrupting the the, the podcast here. We've gone from. Uh, Kind of, we're, we're a mix now of blue, blue and red. So, so yeah, it's just some quick fire questions for you, Paul. Um, you can give one word answers, or you can give us as much information as you want, mate. So, uh, like I said, just some light-hearted stuff. Um, so, first question: favorite holiday destination? Cornwall. Why is that? It's, yeah, so I went to Cornwall as a child. Um, always I went down to Cornwall with my parents, my brother, and my sister. Uh, had some amazing memories down there. Family holidays, and as as most children, you know, you think, oh, I just want to go on a plane for my holidays. I just want to be on a plane. And every year we went down to Cornwall or the Isle of Wight, but Cornwall just is a special place. And uh, I now take my children down there. And, and I, I think back to how I was as a child and the, the interaction with a family and playing with your dad on the beach or um, whether your mum's playing bingo, you know, or whatever it is. I used to enjoy that interaction. That time with dad back in the day was absolutely fantastic and I do the same with my children now and I just hope that they understand that it's easy to go on a broad holiday and just stick them on a beach but it's a lot better to plan ahead in the English weather down in Cornwall and and the kids come back saying they've had a belt in time it's it's fantastic yeah it's all over the place and a Cornish pasty as well decent uh favorite takeaway option I like spice so it's got to be Indian Indian any particular uh, anything anything uh, uh, yeah I mean I, I would eat a I would eat a lamb sarg, which is just, you know, lamb and spinach with a bit of a chapata, which is no spice at all, but then a vindaloo and madras. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a problem. I've, I've got a very limited palate, so I, I, I'm not a fan of spice. I can't handle it. I just sit there sweating and I just don't no, enjoy I, it. I, I'm the No, I, lo- I, lo- I, lo- I love it. I mean, Chinese, it's always the argument with, with Anna and the children at home is, um, Anna's my wife, by the way, um, is always, you know, I, I want an Indian and they all want Chinese, so you'll, I lose more often than not. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more Indian. I think, uh, really unpopular opinion, I don't like Chinese takeaways. Mm. I think we've had that conversation before. I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't like Indian. My wife, Jane, my daughter, Emma, both like uh, Indians. And I, I like, I love Chinese. So. Fair call, fair call. How would you like to unwind away from work? Do you have any pastimes, any hobbies? Yeah, so unwind away from work. Anna and the children is the first. Family's massive for me. How many kids As, you got? Three. Uh, so Joshua, the eldest, uh, Violet and Jacob. Yeah, brilliant. Great children. Joshua's just started working at Tesco's part-time. He's in college. He's, uh, he's, he's driven just like I am. Yeah, very proud of him. Violet's doing well at school. Jacob, my youngest, is autistic. Um, but yeah, this year, his last year in primary school, seems to have settled in really well. 
uh, feedback from the teachers is great. So yeah, no, I yeah, Anna and the children. I'm also a scout leader at Seventh Manchester Scout Group. Uh, I'm the club leader there. Uh, so is, I've done that for ten years. We'll come on to that in a little bit more detail. Okay, later yeah, on. Sorry. Um, favorite sport team or anything? What, what's your vice? <laughs> So yeah, changing these uh, these lights in here from blue to red is definitely. I'm an Arsenal fan. Uh, yeah, massive football fan. All of my family are City fans. We had a brief discussion earlier about this, but yeah, um, I'm an Arsenal fan. My two sons, my brother, sister, mum, all all Manchester City fans. So we have some right discussions. Yeah. So who's, who's going to win the league this year then? Liverpool. I was going to say Liverpool for me were my pick at the start of the season. And Arsenal have done it again. They've they've coughed at Christmas, which really hurts. <laughs> What's your go-to streaming service? Are you a Netflix man, Amazon, Disney? Both, but Amazon at the moment, just for the things we're watching. Reach is a great one, if anyone's not watching that at the moment, just for a, a bit of a hard man. Yeah, Reach is a great one. We've just finished watching the um, the real-life Squid Games. If anyone's watched Squid Games on Netflix, so it's like a, a, a reality version. People don't die. It's the same concept. Start with 456 people, four and a half million pound kitty, and yeah, you get Absol- one winner at the end. Absolutely loved the first series. I couldn't, I couldn't watch the second one. So I'm waiting for the actual real series to come out. I think it's next year, maybe. Yeah. Sounds like a, an adept team building. Is there, oh, is there games. A squid games we can go and do? It's, it's where to bump off a few people you don't like, isn't it? Present company excluded. Well, I, I actually got, just chuck this one in, I got a VR kit for uh, for Christmas Meta 3 and uh, just got Squid Game on there. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's have quite... You play, have you played it? Yeah, it's quite good. I can't it's, imagine you walking around with the goggles. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're here on a podcast now, but straight away, you just mentioned streaming service, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, and this conversation straight away. And the, the, it's unbelievable how far the platforms have come oh, in, the, in the last 10, 15 years. I, I, I don't watch normal TV anymore. I, I, I just watch Netflix and Prime, effectively. And it's not expensive. It's all. And, and finally, before we get into, into the podcast, mate, what, if you've got a Sunday dinner, Sunday roast, what are you having on the roast, and what are you dipping your roast potatoes in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to upset everyone here. <laughs> so my Sunday roast, whether that be chicken, ham, beef, lamb, I yeah, gravy... Of course, but I, I stick mint sauce and everything. Whether I'm having a chicken, whether it's a uh, anything, over my cauliflower cheese, I'm sticking mint sauce. That's right. And then gravy on top of that. <laughs> so yeah, I do apologise to the listeners out there, but that's that's. I can't, uh, I can't understand the mint sauce, and I do like mint sauce, but not on everything. But yeah, I, I would be. It'd be gravy. It'd be gravy with the mint sauce. Unfortunately, so I, I get the mint sauce with lamb, but everything, Nick. Everything. I'm sorry, everything. Yeah, I'm, Anna at home should be laughing and cringing at the same time listening to this. So a bit of a thought-provoking question for you. Uh, if you could go back and speak to your 15-year-old self today, what would you tell yourself? A few things, but the obvious one for me is, is which, which my, one of the, uh, my father-in-law, Damien, has, has tried teaching me over the last 16 years is money and save. There's always something you need something for, whether it's new car tyres or whatever that should be, but you definitely remind, remind my 15-year-old self that save. Nick? Anything for fifteen-year-old Nick? See, I'd just, I'd, I'd be boring. Bitcoin, get, get, get some Bitcoin, make, make millions. So, is this an open question where I could have gone back, back to the future, and told my fifteen-year-old self Arsenal won the league, unbeaten in two thousand and four, and make myself billions? Or... I think you get better odds on betting on the Leicester one, mm. you know, five thousand to one on that. Yeah, I won't mention that I think the Invincibles is are an overrated Premier League team. Perhaps that's a, an off-podcast discussion. Just, 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 that, just out of interest, who were the first Invincibles? I, I know the answer. It's Preston North End. That's the real. 
Preston yeah. North End. Preston, I think Celtic was after that, I believe. Yeah. Although Preston's not done as well for the last hundred years, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> not arguing. Nick, how can you uh, go against Patrick Vieira and Gilberto and Robert Perez? G- great, great players. Great players. Just you can draw every game and be relegated. Yeah. Effectively, go. yeah, thirty-eight points. But you, you drew twelve games. That twelve hard games. Yeah, but I think Hull, Hull, I think Hull away you drew. But I, th- I think for me, I've been stitched up here. Try, trying to win a game instead of trying not to lose. I think uh, Man, Man City, uh, the Centurions. I think, the best team for me in the Premier League history, or, or Manchester United 2008. I think they're the two best. So just pulling this back in, because there are other football podcasts which do things a little bit better than us. <laughs> um, why don't you give us a bit of context about, about you, Paul? Prior to joining Adept, let's have a little walk through and, and get to know what brought you to Adept and what experience you brought. So, yeah, very quickly, because... So I left college because uh, I decided it wasn't for me. I was working at Morrison's at the time. Um, I remember sitting around the dining table with my parents, and they said to me, "If you're leaving college, you're not leaving for Morrison's. You need to you need to broaden your horizons a bit better than that." And there was an advert in the local paper, as it was back then, and there was a job going at a high-end retail store in Manchester on King Street, and that was Giorgio Armani. And uh, I said, "I'm going to go for this job." And I came back from the job interview and said to my mum, I've got the job. Have you? Is that what they told you? No, no, I, I just know I've got it. I know I've got it. It's me. I've got the job. And later that week, I got the phone call and yeah. I, uh, I then spent 17 and a half years at Giorgio Armani, which was some of the best days of my life. I met some amazing people, um, celebrities, stars. I won't go into names and sound like a, I know everyone because I don't, but some great times. I worked with some wonderful people, uh, some wonderful managers. So what role did you start with? So I, I started working in the, the stock room basically, and I basically worked my way up through the stock room doing uh, stock take coordinator and then basically was doing that for the for the whole country prior to Anna having the children because um, I was travelling quite a lot. So uh, there was a point in 2012 where George Armani was buying the business back from the UK and um, I reined it in so I didn't have to travel as much because it was difficult with the children. But I, I missed that at the same time because a boy travelling around the country um, on his own was... Was, was wonderful, especially for a company like that as well. It was sometimes it was stuff dreams were made of. With some of the people I met. Did you get free clothes as well? Yes, that's not bad, is it? No uniform. Yeah, it was great. Um, people, people, people used to call him Mister Armani because they never wore anything else, and it was kind of uh, at family parties. People going, "Yeah, he's the best dressed, but he didn't pay for anything." So you were there seventeen years. Seventeen years, yeah. So from start point, you, you see, you, you came in very low. Yeah. And yeah. Then what what role were you in when you left? So I was the lead stock control for the for basically the UK, basically. Running the uh, inventories, making sure that everything tallied up, basically. It, it was it, it was more stock loss at the end, which was great because, uh, and, and you, I shouldn't really speak too much about this, but you see things that what George Armani actually pays for the stock before he sells it, which I won't go into that. <laughs> and then from, so from leaving Armani, is that where you... Yeah, then? so I... I, I I think it run its course, to be fair. I won't go into the details of why I left at the end. I know Nick knows that reason, because I'm quite open and honest. Gabriel, uh, the one of the founders of Adept, had whispered in my ear maybe 12 months before, saying, look, there's a project going on over at, with Allied, with uh, number one spinning fields. I think they'd just secured the Granada Studios at the time, which was the old OGS site. And yeah, when, when um, I decided several months after that, you know, I'll, I might take Gabe upon his offer, 
I did. I spoke to him, and and the debt values at the time, you know, even back then, that still live with the with company today, you couldn't really argue with. I basically took up, you know, we, we sat down had a discussion, and then yeah, I obviously left, joined 2017. Still here now, still at number one. And did you go straight to number one? No, so I was at OGS for three, four months. So I started in the April. I didn't go to number one till the June. So we kind of knew that position was going to be there. And then yeah, when number one was mobilising. That I got through in there and what an experience that was. Totally different to the clothing fashion that I'd just come from. Big change. Uh, yeah, big change. Security, everything, yeah. People talk about security as it's uh, this, you know, you, you're not allowed in, your name's not down, you're not coming in. But I kind of think there's a massive same retail in, in experience that comes with the customer service side of things that people forget. You know, we concierge in the building and things like that. It's the way you approach and speak to people. Perhaps we'll get you through better than you, you know, yeah. So what, what what year did you join Adept? 2017. So you would have had to do your SIA training? Uh, yeah. Right? All fresh, yeah. Not 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 been in the industry before, so yeah, I had to uh, I had to get a book and study, yeah. And sit me exam as everyone else did, yeah. So what so you work at number one spinning fields now? Yep. So give our audience a bit of context as to what what that involves, what you do on a day to day basis. So yeah, so I I'm the security operations manager for number one, so that that basically is I mean I oversee the the guys on site for Adept, which is eight security guys or eight concierge who are on there plus myself. And then the operations side of thing is supporting the the on site client form um, with the day to day running of the building. We have our building manager on mat leave at the moment, so it's uh, I'm uh, supporting Emmy Louise and and the team with form with the day to day runnings of number one, which is great. Every day is different. Great people to work for in the building. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah, really good. I've been quite lucky to sit down with you a couple of times in the last few months, Paul. Various things, Christmas quiz being one of them. Where yeah, it was good fun. A, a real competitive edge came out yeah, of you. <laughs> like you were taking no prisoners in that at all. Any, anyone that's listened to this that knows me personally outside of work will not will know that and expect that from me. But yeah, I think you guys were all a bit surprised actually when I was jumping out of my chair, shouting like yeah, properly I, I, taking names. I did. I did sit down at one point and think I'm sat with all my directors here, what we're doing. But yeah, I uh, I don't set prisoners when I need to win something. So I mean, one thing I've I've noticed from from the discussions we've had is a, a real passion that that comes out that exudes from you. Whether that's when whether you're at work or whether you're in the office or, or whatever. What is it that that you find in, inspires you to kind of have that positive energy day in, day out? The only thing that positive energy, so people will probably say, is it, you know, people I work with, you know, uh, the team sat around this table, I'm not just saying it because they sat here. They give you the, the tools to do your job, which is great. But when people say, why is Paul so positive? Well, how come he's, you know, it never seems like he's Anna and the children at home, fundamentally. That's where it all starts. If if Anna's not happy or the children aren't happy, I'm not happy. They're all happy, so I'm happy. So it's not me sitting here being corny or anything else. That work get me because of my family life at home. Um, so yeah, that's. I, I, to be fair, I think that's something we could we could all echo. We've all got children at, at different ages, different stages. Mine's sixteen months old and completely just changing direction for what motivates me and what inspires me is is providing. Yeah, any me. any working man with something to lose, well, I think we'll always go above and beyond. Definitely, definitely. I suppose looking at looking at your role, mate. What be like big challenges that that you guys? First, security-wise and kind of day-to-day-wise? Challenging, challenging side of it at number one is keeping the client happy, but also understanding inside the building how each tenant operates. So having the relationship with the tenants in the building, 
makes day-to-day things quite quite easy and straightforward. But obviously, the security side of things is making sure that no one's jumping speed gates, no one's tailgating uh, to get into someone's office and things like that, which the guys at number one are, are, are really good at. And then challenging for me is is contractors that turn up without permits and expect us to walk in, and it, which is a, which is a funny thing every day. Or if someone you know someone's requesting a permit and can't even submit their insurance documents, that's. <laughs> It happens, yeah. So every day, like I said earlier, every day is different, um, which is, I think, why I like my time there and I've enjoyed the last nearly six years there now, yeah, which has been fantastic, yeah. So joining 2017 through to the current day, you will have um, you'll have worked for Adept through, throughout the pandemic. I don't know because obviously I wasn't with Adept at the time, but what was, what was the setup like during that time? I mean, did you guys, were you furloughed? Did you carry on working? Did you have a full nope, team? Carried on working, yeah, the full team, yeah. The building still needed securing and, uh, and there were still companies within the building working with the COVID restrictions that still needed the, the stuff in the building. So, yeah, I was, I was quite fortunate. We, we as a family grew up through the pandemic. The children still at school. I was at work and I was at work. So the Howard House carried on normally, to be, to be very honest, although with restrictions with what you could do. But no adepts during the pandemic were really, really good. I got paid. We got our bonuses at the end of that year, which, again, I don't think any of us stood there at that during that year expecting that was going to happen and we'd get it. But yeah, it was it was in our pay packet the, the 15th of December, yeah. 2000, you know, 2020, 2021. Yeah, really good. And, and, and you know what? It, it was good times to be alive. It, it, it was, as, as, it, as it was bad for, for everybody, it was, uh, for me, it was... It was business as normal. Well looked after. Yes. Very good. One of my questions was going to be, what made you join Adept in the first instance? You've already kind of touched on that with one of the, the founders of Adept kind of poaching you a little bit, but I suppose I could flip that now and say, how would you encourage people to join Adept? The same reason I did. The values, they're still, they're still here today. And, and, and just the added stuff that's come with that is uh, the culture committee, which I've, I've involved myself with. I think if you if you're gonna have a voice and have an opinion, you might as well have it in a in a friendly environment like that, which has been. I know you guys spoke about that in your previous podcast, but it's, it's been it has been really successful. Um, and I, they, you won't just hear that from me. I think anyone involved with the culture committee would tell you that. And that value of that is, it's massive. I mean, there's there's, there's not just myself there. There's there's eleven other people from cleaning, from frontline, you know, officers that are concierge in my building, other buildings across the city centre, and from Leeds Dock. And it's good. It's good fun. Everyone gets together, and and you walk away from there after 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 the evening, and you're like, have we just have we really just done that? We just we just done the rod of recognition. We've just it's fun. It's good. So values, the adept values are great. And I think if anyone coming in, and I've, I've kind of just recently poached a member of staff myself, and he's bought into the what I've told him. So I just hope over the next six months he sees exactly what I've told him. So on the culture committee. I, I missed the Christmas too, but I believe that was very fun as well. You get a bit leery. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw the bill. I saw the invoice. Yeah, I, you, I don't think... Did you? Have you told him? Have you told him I made you buy your champagne for the cleaners? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he, he blamed you completely. Yeah, I'd set full responsibility for that. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you've got good values and I knew you wouldn't shout at me afterwards. <laughs> um, and they had a great time. And it's, um, it's easy to ask for forgiveness and for permission. So They, 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 it, they thoroughly enjoyed it, didn't they? No, it was good. The, the, and again, no one joined the cult, culture committee last year on the pretense that we get a Christmas doing a Christmas meal, that came afterwards, yeah. and it, and again, what a night! We had a brilliant night. It was fantastic, um, and I think anyone there had a thoroughly enjoyable evening. You didn't, Alan? Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it, it, it was good night, yeah. to to see 
If Nick's not there this year, though, I'm going to uh, I'll duck one of his events that he's asking me to join. So I I, I will. In fact, we're going to do something around Easter. So I I missed uh, Christmas obviously, but I'll I'll be there at Easter. And uh, I think one funny memory for me is that night. Alan informed me as he were walking back to his car. He said to me, uh, how, "How much do you think we were going to spend?" <laughs> I was like, "Why? Well, how much have you spent?" He said, "No. How much do you think? How much do you think?" And I'm like. Did everyone go right? So we're trying to work it out, and we, we, I sort of said a, a figure not a million miles away from what it was, and Alan was like, "Oh, thank God for that." <laughs> <laughs> Worried about overspending? Just no, a bit. Do, just no, a bit. do you know it was, it was it was a good night? It, it, it was, and it was say it was it was good to see people in, a, in an even more relaxed atmosphere because I think the culture of committee is is very relaxed and very it, it, it's it's just it's just a group of people trying to trying to steer the company. But the, the that that night, that Christmas night, it was very relaxed, and yeah. everybody had a no, fantastic it was good. Yeah, it was good night yeah it was good I uh it was just a shame that you've got to work the next day but you can't have your cake and eat it can you yeah. who, who knows perhaps perhaps we can sort some out for around Easter when it's on a day where at least the majority are not working the next day 24 hour business that's, yeah, it's, it's always going to be difficult yeah, yeah. but I'm sure we can but, but, see what we can having do. said that um I can honestly say that anyone that's been to the culture committee you know they are allowed to be relieved from their duties of work to get there um so there's there's exceptions made four people on that committee so they can attend uh, so that's good and I think we've got the next meetings mid mid February yeah so that's already in the diaries it'd be, so. good, it'd be good on that because we've had a you know we've normally had it every month so now we've, we've we feel that's not needed so we've gone to yeah to, to have that gap no, we'll have a lot to discuss should be good cool so anyone who wants to know a little bit more information about the culture committee head back to episode one where we do talk about that or reach out to your line manager we'll be more than happy to give you some information on that So delving into stuff outside of work, Paul, you, you do quite a bit of work with the scouts and the Cubs. Yeah, um, you, you shot me down before. I was talking before, wasn't it? But yeah, no, scouting has become a massive... So 10-year service I just got awarded on when we did the Christmas camp, just the December just gone, which was a surprise to me. I didn't realise my district commissioner was coming to award that, but it was, uh, it was very well received. But yeah, my son's joined Beavers, Joshua, my eldest, and I went to one of the... Similar to the culture committee, I went to one of the, the the meeting nights, and one of the one of the leaders there, one of the old boys, Colin, was like, you know, if any parents want to want to help out, you know, we could do with a bit of help. So yeah, I put my hand up and said, what what do you need? So I started volunteered as a cub leader, May May thirteen. So yeah, um, ten years later, I'm the cub leader now. I absolutely love what the scout movement is all about, um, and it's it, you know it's. It's cheap, it, you know, activity for your children once a week, two pounds a week. I think I think we charge it's ten pounds a month. It's it, it's not expensive, and what them children get out of that meeting on a Tuesday night, and, and I know, you know, I can be biased and speak about what us leaders do on a Tuesday night for them children to get that enjoyment. Just touch on it briefly. One of the things I did last night, we did a, our anti-bullying talk where we just discuss how it makes people feel when, you know. You, how something that could be classed as banter can be turned around into name calling very, very quickly. So just to emphasise to the young people, um, what are the age range of the kids that you? Have so you from from eight to ten and a half is the cub section. So squirrels is between four and six. Beavers is between six and eight. Cubs is between ten and a half, and then from ten and a half you know scout explorers and so on. Um, so yeah. I, I, I'm at an age group where children are still wanting to listen, so it's great. <laughs> Quite impressionable uh, age. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just 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 touching on what we did last night. So the anti-bullying thing comes across really well, and 
I, we don't see any of it in Cubs, but I just think it's a good thing to chuck in over your two-year programme, just to remind young people of how we all like to be treated. Mm. You know, and it was a fun, it was a fun discussion last night, and that's 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 fundamentally for the children what it's all about. Um, so they have a bit of fun while fundamentally getting all the badges, and the, their achievement is their Scout Silver Award, which is what we aim for every child to get in a two-year period at, at the Cub movement. What kind of stuff would they have to do to reach up to that? What kind of so programs things, do you run? So things like nights away. So we, we take the kids away on camp. We aim for three camps a year, which is a summer camp, which I'll, which for the last last year, 2023, and this year, 2024, Adept have sponsored. So they've paid, Adept last year paid for the, um, which was absolutely mind-blowing last year. I'll, I'll touch on that in a second, Alex. But um, So we have three camps a year, which is a summer camp. Uh, we have what you call family camp, where families, your parents can come along. And then we have a Christmas camp every year as well. So you've got to, hit certain criteria to get your silver but nights away things like um skills with with an axe and there's there's, there's i could sit here and go on it maybe another podcast for it i could bring it along and, and show you but it's it's effectively a two-year program which the leaders will all go away in may it's sorry in february and we have a weekend away which is great fun for us adults which is only it's not next weekend it's the weekend after and we'll plan a full two-year program basically to so get. Do you all sit around the... Is, is there a set thing or do you like sit around the table and go, right, we just, we'll, we'll aim to do this, 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 this? It's similar to this here, wow, this free discussion is here and we sit down and we, we know what we've got to do and it's how we do it in that year and it's quite free because you've got to... If you turn up on a on an August night and it's a lovely um, it's a lovely sunny night and you want to get outside and play a bit of cricket, then we just we absolutely just do that. So it's got to be, it's got to be flexible and, it, and it's got to be enjoyable for the children. Cubs is a massive passion. I mean, I could sit here all, all day talking about it. You, you picked the wrong person to ask. <laughs> So, I mean, you say you've been doing it for 10 years now. Where does that kind of, where do you see yourself going, going with that? Is there another 10 years? Is the, I, I don't know much about the Cub and Scout and how that all, how that all works. Yeah, I mean, so every, every so. I'm just pitching for Nick here because he's probably wondering if he needs more sponsorship money year on year. Yeah, he's going to need to. I'm not going anywhere soon. No, it, it, so it, every two years, the, the, the children are changing, obviously, because they're moving up. And it's it's just, when you see them come through and they're getting, they're getting out of the the movement, what they get is, it's it's emotional. It's emotional for me. So it's, the other leaders, my wife Anna, she's you know I couldn't do it without her. She's like my administrator, and she's fantastic at, at what she does. And the rest of the team, Haley, Jen, Taylor, Gaz, um, they're all brilliant. And and the, the other leaders from the sections are great as well for what they do and the time they give up. And it's all voluntary. None of us get paid. And I think you've got to you've got to enjoy it, else you wouldn't do it. But yeah, I see myself there for another 10, 20, 30. You, someone's gonna have to drag me away. I think yeah. This may sound a bit like antagonistic question, but but it's not. But what do you get from it? Because you've said, I mean, it's your own time. You're not paid. Yeah, or anything I've, like I've got that. a little story I'll tell. Um, a few years ago, there was a child brought into the group, brought to us from a foster parent. And this child had been abused, you know, mistreated, and she she came along as a shy. I won't go into names and details and years, but she came along as a shy little girl, and she was she was cracking great. And her foster mum was brilliant. You know, she got her in school in the local area. She came to our group and, you know, we took her in and she went from this little girl that couldn't tie her own shoelace, you know, in the first camp she came on, in fairness, came on all the camps in the two in the 18 months she was with us. Um, we'd, we'd been up to Arnside in Silverdale, which is a cracking, cracking place to be for anybody, let alone a, a load of children on a, on a cub trip away. And it's, uh, we're on the beach there. We'd, we'd, the theme of the camp was all to be by the seaside. And obviously we all took for granted about going to the beach and taking our families down there. And we we were we were on the beach and I was crabbing with a few of the few of the, uh, the few of the cubs me and one of the other leaders and the section of them were further up messing about on the rocks and this child was 
played on the rocks and got her foot stuck. She was crying and uh, couldn't get her foot out. So I wandered over just to see what the commotion was. And she did just have a foot stuck between a rock and I'd moved a foot. And as I'd gone over, she's getting more and more worked up. The fact that I'm reaching down for a leg. And obviously I'm, I'm then conscious thinking, is, is it because of her, of her history and, and things like that? And it wasn't. She just did had no idea that I had this crab in my hand and she didn't know what it was. And when you, when you, when you stand back and you think you're explaining to a nine and a half year old girl what a crab is and that she'd never been to the beach before, it's stories like that, and I've told that a few times to people. But it is—it's stories like that. And, he's, and, and and anyway, she left eighteen months on and went up to scouts, and she was a totally different child. And that gives me—I've got goosebumps in the back of my neck now. But that—that—that's powerful. And I think it, and we've had similar stories like that. That's the most powerful one. But just just seeing the kids get the satisfaction out of what we've done and what we've planned as a team, it just—it's probably like a football manager gives them that they go again the next season, they go again, and 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 that's definitely my drive with that. Just touching on to the adept involvement um, last year, I got dragged into the office to be asked, you know, you've done some great stuff, Paul, this last 12 months. If it was a conversation me and you had, Alan, I believe. I don't think Nick was in the room. I think Shelley was sat there. And you asked me, what, what, what do you want? What, what can we do for you? I know, I know former sending you for a meal, but what, what is it we can do? I'm trying to wonder whether you was there, Nick, actually now. And I, I had my phone with me and I just went, I've got this invoice of several hundred pounds to pay for... I'd, I'd got the invoice for you that afternoon for, for our cup pack holiday last year. And you guys just went, yeah, yeah, we'll pay it. I was like, what? And I nearly fell over. I was like, what do you mean you'll pay it? Yeah, yeah, send me the invoice, we'll pay it. It'll be done next week. <laughs> and I, I, I walked away from there and, I, you know, I, I just picked the phone up to the rest of the, the, rest of the, you know, the guys and from the, the team. I was just like, work have just offered to pay for next year's, this year's camp. Just, just like that. Yeah, we'll pay it. And then discussions, obviously, we had, didn't we? And you said, Paul, we'll, we'll try and do it every year. And that wasn't, you asked me what I wanted. I mean, I don't know whether I could have asked for a, uh, an Arsenal shirt or a, you know, or, or a meal out with Anna and the kids, but I asked you to pay that and you, and you did and I was blown away. Is that something you struggled with funding for before in the Absolutely. past? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've had parents come up to me before they, they couldn't afford to pay for their children on camp. And this is parents that have full-time jobs. And it must, you know, it's, it's, and you see it and it's not a problem if, if, if you can't pay, you know, the group will help out as best we can and we'll make sure that child doesn't, but the, what people listening to this podcast need to realise is that when Adept's offered to pay last year, that half the cost for the parents, halved the cost. And that's not just one family. That's Every family. 20, 27 families that were all involved. That's a lot, that's a lot of people that affected, that, that, that helped last year and that touched people that, you know, you, you guys probably don't, didn't realise at the time, but I see that. It, it makes it an equaliser for the families because everybody can participate rather than just the people that can, can afford it. Absolutely. So, so, so from that last year, getting that extra money in, we um, we went back to the families and explained that adepts, you know, Paul's work was paying for the accommodation, which was a large chunk of the the outgoing costs, which was allowing us then to offer the parents, look, we can keep the fee at this, but your children can all have these activities. Effectively, we could half the cost or keep the cost of what it is, but they're going to get the time of their lives. And I, I touched, touched on it on LinkedIn last year that some of the activities we did last year. The kids were coming off one activity, jumping onto Jacob's Ladder or the Leap of Faith, which some kids, you know, I, mean, I did it. I, I, What's the Leap of Faith? You you climb up a, a massive frame and you jump across to a boy. You obviously harnessed in so the kid, you know. How high? That's about, that's about 100 foot. That's high. I, I, I couldn't stand up. <laughs> that's too high So, so I, I was I was considering saying, let, let's mm -hmm. let's nip down for a few hours on one of the days mm -hmm. and, and, and take apart. But now you said 100 foot. I've no intention of doing that. <laughs> it, to, to be honest with you, I got on the frame. There's a video somewhere, and 
my knees collapsed and I sat down and jumped from a sat down position. But none of the other, uh, I don't think any of the other leaders did it. I can't remember. I definitely did because I thought everyone looks, everyone seems to, I'd say look up to me, but they look up to all the leaders, but I'm the, I'm the big kid just like them. So I had to do it. I had to go up there whether I wanted to or not. And did, did most of the kids do it as well? Oh, they all did it. In the end, because there was a couple, even my son was apprehensive at first, but he, he went up and had a go. But, but again, that no, no, no pressure then. No, 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 no. I bet all the kids have done it, but you, you well, yeah, 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 absolutely. They don't have the fear. No, well, that's the, that's the, that's the problem, isn't it? No, and that that that. I, but again, I can't stress how much they wouldn't be able to do that last year without the involvement of you guys just going. Yeah, we'll pay for it. And there was no, you know, there was none of this podcast talks about there. Come and talk about this. Come and do it. It, it was just pure generous, yeah. and it was just like wow. I think I think that comes out the the, the adept culture, doesn't it? Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, yeah, and, and we and I know you've 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 already said you're going to support us again this year, which is great. So hopefully it'll be as big and as good as and rewarding as it was last year, which is fantastic. Are your kids involved with you on the? Yeah, so J- Joshua not anymore. He's he's left scouts. Violet's left scouts now because they're, they're at that age. Um, Jacob should go up to scouts, but he just with his the way you know he's, he's autistic. He doesn't he doesn't want to be away from us which is difficult at times um so he still comes on a tuesday on a tuesday jake and he he gets involved violet came on the christmas camp last year because we can't leave her at home on her own uh, and she does get involved when she comes but she's not an actual active scout person at the moment and yet my, my kids love it yeah um and and people have have asked me honestly before you know when will you give up when your kids are there you know we're gonna lose you and I'm, I'm, no not at all well how old's your eldest 16 so, so it, he's 17 it, it, in March. So you could be looking after your grandkids in, in 10, 15 years. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Or hopefully so, yeah. Hopefully I'm still there. Do you know, I think that's a testament to you, though, Paul, because like, it's not as if you, from what you've said, it's not as if you have to drag your kids kicking and screaming to this. Because, you know, Nick, you've got um, kids of a varying age range, um, and I'm sure they see you as a, as a cool dad. I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think that's great, Paul, that, that your kids are like actively involved with it and, and want to, like we touched on it at the start with with the chat about holidays, they they want to spend that time with you and you know. You can, but that that comes from you as a parent dr- installing that into your children. Though that that that's where that comes from, and probably from your parents that did the same with you. You know, hopefully it comes across on on the audio, just like the the passion that you've got for it, mate. It's amazing. It's really inspiring. Oh yeah, scouting is is great for everybody. You know. Anyone that wants to get involved and on LinkedIn, drop me a line. Uh, I can not. You don't just have to be from Manchester. I can. I can tell you where there's groups, you know, right. the Leeds area, and things like that. That that led me nice a nice little segue there to my next question was going to be how do people get involved? Where can it be done? How much does it cost? All all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so it's on the website. It's scouting website. You can go on there, and that gives you a list of groups in your local area. And, and there's passionate leaders up and down the country like me because you, you've got to have the passion. Because like I say, it's all it's all voluntary. It's all you know. It, it's and get involved as a, you know as a, as a as a parent. You want to get involved with your local group. You don't have to be there every week. Just just once a month, twice a month. If they need help, help them out. And yeah, drop me a line. I'll help you get involved. It's it's, it's very rewarding. Very rewarding. Cool. So I mean, we'll share Paul's um, Paul's socials on on Adept's LinkedIn so people can get in touch in touch if they want to. Or you can just pop into Number One Spinning Fields in Manchester. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. It'll, I will it'll, definitely it'll, have a chat with you. Yeah. We'll move on from there for questions from the community because I'm just conscious of, of the time that we've we've got you for, Paul, today. So we've had some more questions in in from the workforce. 
Nick, this one will be for you, mate. It's can anyone join your Tough Mudder team? Uh, in short, yes. I think, Paul, you said you're going to do it this year as well. No, yeah, I am. I looked at Nick with a surprised face, <laughs> but I was gutted. I can't remember why I dropped out last year. It was something to do with Anna and the kids. I'm sure it was. Did we go away or something? I can't remember. Sam, Sam did it, didn't Sam, he? Well, Sam time. stepped up and Sam, Sam went from number one, but... Nick, 100% I'll be there. I am not doing the marathon, though. I'm sorry. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But, yeah, to go back to the question, yes, again, reach out to their, their, uh, the manager or uh, we'll send some comms out later on this month and, and we'll make sure people know how they, can, how they can volunteer. Another question is, who is the target audience for the podcast and how will we keep it relevant to them? I suppose, obviously, our industry is security and cleaning. So I suppose first and foremost, that's who we're pitching towards. Um, predominantly our workforce. We want to use this as a medium to communicate more directly and in a different way, as we touched on in, in episode one. But we, we have a completely open audience and hopefully you'll see that in the coming months with the guests that we bring in. We, we've got a, a list of people who, who have shown an interest from discussions in, in coming along. So hopefully we'll be able to to really broaden the audience and and make this more than just a, a podcast about a security and cleaning company? I, th- I think I think to a certain extent, in, in the same way as we, we, we operate the culture committee, it's going to be led by, potentially by, by the employees, by, by, by the team members. They, they can come up with topics and, and ask questions, and then on, on the back of that, we're able to put something together based on those that, that feedback. No, definitely. I think at the same time, we, we need people to listen to it, because if, if we're getting together every couple of weeks and and spending a few hours, if, if no one listens to it, then we, we might as well just do that in the office. I, I, we just kind of touched on this, but the next question was, what guests and topics will you be doing? So we touched on this in episode in episode one, so obviously you've seen the proof in this episode. Uh, we've got Paul on, on from our workforce. That's something we'll be looking to tap into, is our current staff. And Why don't we get the uh, culture committee involved in a podcast? That'd be interesting. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to think if we can get all 12 in... In, in here, but I, I think we could certainly get what well, back invite Paul back as well. Get Paul back. Wow, thanks, Alan. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think from the committee would be good to sort of have on. I think I think Mark, There's a few interesting people. Mark, Mark Gallagher's Absolutely. got an interesting background. I think I think Michelle Withers would would certainly be entertaining. So I, I think there's a few people we can we can bring on from the coach committee. But again, just on on the topics which has been asked is we'll look to provide you with information that we think is relevant. So we're, you know, whether that's about the Living Wage Foundation or Al, you touched on this earlier about technology within the industry. If there's something on that that we can bring a subject matter expert in to talk about that, um, you know, I, I'm reaching out to various people at the SIA and the Security Institute to try and get someone from them on to to talk to us about various topics and that are pertinent in the industry. Nick, I know you've reached out to um, Living Wage and. Greater Manchester Good Employment Charter. So there'll be, yeah, and like Alan says, it'll be, be led by you guys. So if there's someone that you think would be of good value to us to speak to, let us know. Drop us a line, um, whether that's on LinkedIn emails or just pop in and see us in the Manchester or Leeds offices uh, and just let us know. And we'll do our utmost to get them on. After this podcast, we'll be coming visual. So we'll, we'll be shortly launching a adept YouTube channel where if you don't want to listen to us, uh, you can have us on in on, on in the background um, and you'll be able to watch our chats 
um, and engage with us that way. Um, so we'll hopefully build a nice little community there. Because fantastic, yeah. On, good. On, on YouTube, you can you can comment and add questions and things like that. So hopefully that'll help in engagement a little bit more. Can, can we also take comments off in case we're starting to get a bit bit of abuse? <laughs> yeah. Possibly, yeah. Possibly that could happen. While I've uh, got you you all here as well, talking about the, uh, the scout camp this year, are you going to attend this year? Are you going to show up on the uh, when, when Saturday is it? or the Sunday? So it's Father's Day weekend. So uh, all the listeners know that I'm not. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm very giving. I've, uh, I'm taking all children away from their fathers, including my own, away from me that weekend. So it's Father's Day weekend. I think it's the 14th, 15th, and 16th of June. It's that that weekend in and around there. Oh, if if we so if you don't want to do the Sunday because of Father's Day, obviously we'll, we we aim to do Sports Day on the Saturday. So if invited, we will we will certainly come along. Cool. Um, and final question was, can I join the culture committee? But again, we've kind of touched on that throughout the course of this episode and the last episode. Um, by all means, please do reach out to us. We're always looking for, for new voices and new people to join the committee because hopefully that brings fresh ideas and new ideas. So if you reach out to myself, Alan, Nick, anyone in the Manchester office, just let us know. Yeah, certainly. Um, just finally, Paul, thank you so much for taking the time out of your out of your busy schedule to come and see us it, it's been really enlightening and really uh, inspiring speaking to you if only we could clone you across our entire business um it'd be it'd be epic um, so thank you again for coming in no no cheers it's uh, it's been great mate no thanks for having me over no worries thanks a lot super thank you